All right. Well, I think we are recording. So. Yay! All righty. All right, last time. Uh, they heard a terrible bellow. You dare walk into the Minotaur's lair? Flee. Crazed Minotaur, corrupted by his devotion to a dark god, stood before them. However, they weren't scared and charged the Minotaur, but unbeknownst to them, the Minotaur had been given a dark power by his awful god, and he sent them to another plane of existence where a labyrinth stretched in front of them as far as their eyes could see. They ran hurriedly through the labyrinth as it caved in around them, finding each other and a portal at the center that took them back from whence they came. They came back just in time, for the Minotaur was attempting to kill and eat the flail snail. The Minotaur, however, having exhausted his dark god's power, was no match for the heroes who slew him quickly. They were able to get the snail into their magical hole and make their way home. There they received the reward they were promised and went their separate ways. Aside from Kavuna and Yennefer, who were friends already, they assumed they would never see each other again after that. Which is why we must never assume, my child. For the very next evening, each of them were visited by a member of the council, and each of them were offered a quest that would test their skills individually, because the council had to be sure they had selected the right heroes. Alright. It is the 358th day of the year 699. Uh, Yesterday, each of you were approached by a council member and given a quest. Uh... With the instructions that, you know, they would like you to take care of them as soon as possible today. So, uh, I'd like everybody to roll me a d20. Actually, uh, Chris? Yeah? Last night, could I have um, slid a note under Yen's door and asked him to come see me in the morning? Absolutely. I, just, just a quick question, because I have in my notes that day 358 was the day we were given the quest. Uh, that was day 357. Uh, let me check. Do, 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 do. It was yeah. It was the evening of the three fifty seven. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got six. Twelve. Twelve. Seven. Seven. Eighteen. Right. Wasted a good roll. <laughs> So, uh, what's your note? Uh, so, Yen, um, before you get started on your quest, uh, Una had slipped a note under your door asking you to visit her in the morning. I would go visit her. And I think, we're not like under, if I remember correctly, we're allowed to talk to each other about it. Yeah, uh, and, and he and he told you, uh, the council person told you that... Uh, he had given Una a quest as well. Okay. So I'll, I'll kind of like knock on the door and when she answers, I'll just say, assuming she does, you answer the door? Yeah. No. <laughs> no, I just ask you to come over and not do anything. <laughs> just leave me outside. Please come over Laugh. and knock on my door so I can mock you, you dick. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I just say, uh, so I'm assuming you want to talk about the quest? Who, you? I didn't know you guys. Am I back? Yeah, you're back. Did you hear me? No. No. Okay. I said, um, twice. I didn't know you. 
Oh, now you're gone again. Uh oh. Paul, I keep. Paul, I keep cutting out. Can you turn off Netflix? Is it lagging? I keep cutting out completely. Oh, okay. Um, I tell um. Oh, I didn't know you had a quest too. I think I think he actually may have told you that he was going to go give you an quest. I don't think he did because I I listened to it yesterday. Oh, okay, so he just told he told the other not you. Okay. Yeah. Una didn't ask for a lot of details. That's yeah. right. I asked for a few details. More details than I remember. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I, uh, the councilman told me that uh, we're both going off on our own for a bit. That's either good or bad. <laughs> I'm a little suspicious. I think that's a man to be in suspicious. No. <laughs> it's Una, too. Uh-huh. Uh, well, everything's worked out so far, so. And I mean, that's certainly, optimistic. <laughs> it certainly sounds like it needs doing, so. It wouldn't be the first time that... I or somebody I know has done something for someone and then get asked to do something else, which is really just trying to get rid of them afterwards. <laughs> just, I'm just saying, just be careful. Keep an eye out. Well, now I'm worried too. Good. You should be. <laughs> it's always, always walk around with a little bit of worried. Yen. <laughs> well, thanks for the heads up. I'll, I'll be sure to keep that, keep my head on a swivel. Yeah. As I go about my mission. Could be on the up and up, but it's better to go in wondering than going stupid. <laughs> a very fair point. All right. Well, don't die on whatever you're doing. <laughs> and and best, best wishes to you, too, on your mission. All right. <laughs> I go back to my morning workout. All right. Uh, so what I'd like to hear from each of you is just like, how do you prepare for your missions before you set out? Like, what's your, what do you, what, what do you do in the morning before you leave? We'll start with uh, Yin. Um, I assume I would just let the, uh, the person that kind of keeps an eye on my people mm-hmm. um, know that I'm, that I'm going off again for maybe a few days, maybe forever if I, if I don't, if I die. What's their name? Um, Steve. Mm-hmm. How about Jacob? He's just a um, he's a caretaker of maybe maybe a caretaker of one of the um, one of the mushroom shops. Is is this a capitalist or a socialist kind of based society? Based society? Uh, the, uh, the outer, everything but the honeycomb is more capitalist-ish. Okay. And it's a little more socialist than a lot of D&D continents, but the, uh, the honeycomb is straight up socialism, so. Okay. I, I figured it would have to be just because it's, you know, a little more survival tinged, but, um, so I imagine this person is just a, uh. Maybe a, a, a farming way station caretaker. Mm-hmm. So he's got free time in between far, uh, mushroom deliveries. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. 
and then uh, you just head off to the directions they gave you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Imani, how about you? Um, I spend the morning meditating with my sisters or communing, something like that. Um, I imagine that we get up pretty early. Um, and then once the, the lights come up, I would head out after saying goodbye to them all. Okay. Do you need anything else? No. Uh, how about, uh, how about you, Shivani? Uh, Shivani, knowing that something is a little off because I aced my insight check mm-hmm. last time, uh, is going to go through some of her books and, um, leave super early in the morning um, and see if um, uh, where, where I'm not sure where she would go but she would be looking to procure a couple of, of um, herbal magic scrolls okay uh, yeah there's a there's a shop of arcane sundries you could go to okay um I'm looking to purchase a scroll of hold person. Okay. And uh, a scroll of counterspell. Okay. Uh, hold person's a first level spell, right? Second level. Second level. Third- and right. uh, counter spell is a third level spell. All right, so the hold person scroll would be two fifty, and the counter spell would be five hundred. Okay, so buy both of those. Okay. Excuse me. Oh crap! Uh, you get it. You get it from a shop called the Scroll and Toad. Okay. Uh, and then she will head towards uh, Parvarvalin. All right. Oh, yeah. I guess I should pull up roll 20, eh? <clears throat> All right. Uh, so each of you uh, leave your houses and begin walking towards your quests. And we will do the quests in the die roll order. So we're going to start with... Uh... Chris, you didn't ask me what I wanted to do. Yeah, we don't know. Sorry, Una. That was not intentional. So what, what, what do you do in the morning? Get some healing potions. <laughs> Just in cases. I'm going to get up, do my prayers, do my workout, talk to Yen, go shopping, grab some healing potions. Can I have bought some healing potions? I forgot. Yeah, of course. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a walking healing potion, so I'm okay. I I assume you also pray to your God? Yeah. Both of you? (laughs) Amanda and Sean. Mm-hmm. Chris, how much is a potion of greater healing? Uh, 
remind me which one that is. The second one. 44 plus 4. Hundred gold pieces. Cool. Thank you. I think that's just go with that for now. <laughs> Even if it's not, you get a discount. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, you each go along your, you each spend the morning getting ready, and then head along your ways and your quests. Uh, Yin, we'll start with you. On your quest. Ah, actually, you mind starting with someone else? I realized I forgot to choose spells and things. Amani. We <laughs> <laughs> start with I you. Not, I did not forget to choose spells. <laughs> All right. Uh, Are we going to need roll twenty for this? Uh, we might. Okay. All right. Carry on. All right, so uh, you head uh, north in the direction of where you were told the poltergeist is, walking through very familiar caverns and tunnels, keeping your eyes out for the telltale signs of some sort of undead creature. Undead, that's what I'm going after. Yeah. Okay. Um, Roll me an investigate check with your bonus. Uh, sorry, I'm still trying to get my screens uh, figured out here. Two seconds. There. Okay. Uh, investigate plus my proficiency. Yeah, plus your, your favorite terrain bonus. Uh, that's a fucking lot. So, 21. All right. Um, you uh, you find the telltale signs of a spectral spectral uh, presence. You know, mm-hmm. bits of ectoplasm here and there. Gross. The the goopy bits that they they leave behind. Um, when after after a few hours uh, of tracking, uh, you come you come at, uh, to a dead end, uh, and floating there and in front of you is a kind of a spirit. Uh, it looks like an elven woman with her hair is like all kind of floating up in the air. Uh, and she appears to be scrabbling at the walls. Scrabbling at the walls. I'm writing. Mm-hmm. Well, I will. I mean, my first instinct is to attack, right? Like, this isn't something that I'm going to help. This is undead. Yeah, it's, it's some sort of undead ghost. Okay. I'm already ready for the tricks, Chris. The tricks. Mm. Um, oh, let me freeze this in a DM way. It appears to be a, an undead ghost. Okay. Uh, will my longbow hit a ghost? Um, let's see. Roll me a nature check. Or I guess... Yeah, I'll call it nature. Do I get my proficiency on that? Yeah. Nature... 17. Um, here is what you know about poltergeists. Uh, they are resistant to almost every kind of damage, mm. uh, including piercing and slashing from non-magical attacks and bludgeoning. Um, they're immune to necrotic and poison damage. They really they can't. They're immune to almost every condition possible. 
Um, they have dark vision. They know all the languages they knew in life. Um, uh, and they can also move through people as if they were difficult terrain. So what you're saying is I'm completely unprepared for this fight. <laughs> in every single way. All right. So roll me a stealth check. Just it twice as much. <laughs> oh, God, no. Here we go. It's begun. Uh, stealth. Uh, that's all the way at the bottom. And then I add, do I add my... Stop it! Fucking roll 20. Don't be cunty. <laughs> Go away! Oh my god. Oh, oh you motherfucker. Suck a dick. Um, okay, it's dex. I don't add my proficiency to this, right? Unless you have it. Well, it's already on there, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's a 10. Not very stealthy. Uh, the poltergeist doesn't seem to notice you. Well, all right then. I will... Um... Let's see. I don't know how to use this goddamn thing. Um, I will use a bonus action to cast Hunter's Mark on it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to finally remember that. And then I will use my longbow to attack it. And probably less. 13 to hit. Uh, that will hit. Oh, all right. And then so that's 1d8. And the spell is another d6. These two. Okay. Um, plus four. Alright, well. 13 points of damage. Alright, so that's halved. Thumbs up, bro. So it's six <laughs> points. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. At the start of each turn of your combat, my walking speed increases 10 feet, which lasts until the end of that turn. If you take the attack action, you may make one additional weapon attack that deals an extra 1d8 of the weapon's damage type on a hit. So I can make a second attack because I'm a dread ambusher. Ooh. Right? Mm-hmm. So I'll go ahead and make that attack? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah! Huh. A fucking lot. Not a net 20. I got a 19 plus a fucking Okay. And I'm making it with my longbow again. So that's 27 to hit. And then I get a D8. This does an extra D8 of damage. So I'll roll that twice plus the D6 from the hunter's mark. Okay. Oh, motherfucker. Oh, my God. I couldn't have rolled almost any shittier. Damn. <laughs> okay, that's okay. Uh, six, one, 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 one. Not quite. Uh, 11 points of damage. I felt like that, but hit it for less. What the fuck? At least I got to hit it twice. All right, of course, it's, that damage is halved. Uh, mm-hmm. All right, now roll me initiative. Oh, oh, me? And then it says add my wisdom modifier to initiative. <laughs> yeah, your initiative is My initiative is plus 12! I'm sorry, it's just hilarious. What's 15 plus 12? 27. 27. That's my initiative. It's so delightful. 
I'm so happy with my choices. <laughs> All right, so yeah, you roll up, you see it, uh, and before it even knows you're there, you plug two arrows through it. Uh, the arrows pass through it, but seem to kind of like rip at the spectral form as they pass through. Okay. Uh, the uh, poltergeist spins around and looks at you. Uh, and in a what languages do you speak? Um, I have several. Look to me. Oh wait, you want to go to proficiencies and languages? Uh, see, abyssal, common, dwarvish, and undercommon. All right. Um, what? Because I was supposed to pick what undead uh, speak, but I don't know what they speak. They don't speak one language, right? Uh, a lot of them don't speak, and you know, usually it's what languages they knew in life. Okay, yeah. So that's I'll just let what I have stand because okay. I don't think I can change it. Um. Uh, so it turns around uh, and it screams something at you. An elven mm-hmm. uh, okay. raises its hand at you uh, as its hair sort of billows around. Uh, and that was it was surprised on its turn, so it can't do anything. All right, it's your turn again. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, I only get to use Dread Ambusher once. Yeah. First turn of each combat. Okay. Um, so I still have Hunter's Mark up. Uh, you have to flip back to spells. Okay. I don't have any damaging spells. That's cool. So we'll go back here. Um... I think that I will go ahead and try to close with it and try and attack it with my short swords. Okay. Uh, so first attack. Uh, well, it's, look at the map. It's it's a ways away. Oh, oh, never mind. Sorry, I didn't realize there was a map. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see it's here. 70 feet away. Fuck! Well, in that case... Though you did, I would let you move from your last turn. You had that extra movement. From your, your okay. <clears throat> oh yeah, I do have that. So, fuck. So then, my first turn would have been forty feet. So five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty. Okay, right there. And I can't move. No. And on your second, yeah, you can get there by your second turn. I can't move my. Well, let me try this. This screen is too small. Trying to fit all these on one screen is ridiculous. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. Okay. And then 5, 10, 15, Yeah, 20. you can just get there. No, because I only have 30 feet walking speed. Five, yeah, that's, 10, that's 30 15, feet away. 30. No, 30 feet right there. Yeah, right in front, right in front of the poltergeist, right within... Can everyone else see the poltergeist? I can't see it. I can't see it either. Oh, oh did I? Because we're not there. You all should, <laughs> True. You, you all should be able to see it. It's at the bottom. I see it. That's 35 <laughs> feet. Oh, you're right. I was I was doing it from the wrong. Okay, yeah. So um, I will move... Let's see, you have to choose this one and then choose yourself. So I'll move one up so that I can get there fully next turn. Mm-hmm. But this turn I will... Um, oh, wait, does that give me disadvantage on my longbow? No. If okay. you're in melee with it. 
I'm not in melee. Okay, so I'll use my longbow again. Mm-hmm. Oh, no! It's a natural one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, uh, it's turn. It, uh... It continues to speak at you in Elven. Um, uh, kind of raising its hand uh, and uh, saying words that you just can't understand. All right. It's your turn. It didn't attack me? Nope. Hmm. Well, I know what Narasana would do, but Imani probably wouldn't do that. <laughs> Imani sees a poltergeist. Five. Narasana would cast a fireball. <laughs> Thirty. No, Narasana would try to talk to it. It's trying to wave her off, isn't it? But Imani has fought a lot of poltergeists, so she's going to move up and engage directly with short swords. Sixteen. That'll hit. Oh, no, fifteen. Both will hit. No, no, no. The first one's a 15. The second one was a 26. Yeah, both of those hit. <laughs> um, so then that's 2d6. Plus, I get a hunter's mark per attack, right? Uh, I believe so, yeah. We checked that last time. Yeah. So that's 46. 46 points of damage. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Twelve. Uh. Twenty. Twenty. Thirty points of damage. Uh, what's it on each attack? Uh, okay. So first attack would be six, seven, eight, nine, fourteen points. All right. So it's seven. And then the second attack would be. 11, 16 points. That's eight. All right. Uh, you stab it twice, uh, and finally uh, the, uh, the face uh, just darkens, uh, and the hair starts kind of moving quicker, and then it stops speaking Elvin at you, and it just shrieks this loud uh, spectral shriek. Um, and uh, <clears throat> it's turn. It uh, lifts its hand, um, and I need you to make me a strength check. Not a saving throw, a strength check. Okay. And this, is this a... Uh, um... So just a d20 plus your strength modifier. I'm going to have a question because I'm going to use a thing. Uh, strength check. So 13 because I rolled an 11 and then I just add 2 to it, right? Yes. Okay. Not a saving throw. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, is she casting something at me? She's not casting anything, no, but she is using an innate supernatural ability. Okay, so is it acid, cold, fire, lightning, or thunder? Nope. Uh, she uh, uh, she uh, reaches she reaches her hand out just a few inches away from you, 
and this telekinetic blast just picks you up, and she slams you 30 feet away and up into the ceiling, um, okay. which is about 20 feet up, and then this drops you on the ground. Uh, All right. So you're going to take um, some damage from that. Like chop. take 16 points of damage. Wow, that's half my hit points. That's uh, oh, from man. the uh, from the velocity of it and also from the falling damage. Alright, well that sucked. Is she bloodied at all? Uh, you get the idea that her being bloodied is what triggered this change of demeanor. <laughs> okay. Uh, it is your turn. Um, I took 16 points of damage. How does concentration work again? Uh, you need to roll me a DC 10 con, uh, con check. Save. Save. Con save. Okay. Thank you, Matt. But I probably right. lose it. Um, it's a save? Uh, yeah, it's a con save. Save. Yep. I only got a six. This says I have inspiration. Is that accurate? Probably. I'm going to try and... And don't forget, it. each of you can give each other inspiration and receive inspiration per session. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, I'll use my inspiration and get a 13. Okay. Does that mean you I still keep, fail? You keep it up. You only oh, need okay. a 10. Oh, okay. <clears throat> okay. Is it my turn? It is, in fact, your turn. And oh, let me let me just do one thing real quick. I was gonna say, am I still next to her? Yeah, that's what I thought. Thump thump. Okay. So I can get back up and engage her again. I will go ahead and do so, and then attacks. Oh, Duncan is so cute. Yes, he says he's an ugly boy. He's just an ugly boy. Okay. First attack. Um, 15. Oh, second attack is a lot more than that. 20. Yeah, a lot. Um, So again, 2d6 apiece. So that's seven plus five, twelve. Uh, right? So she'll take six. Seven plus five is twelve? Yep, so she'll take six. And oh, that one's much worse, unfortunately. Eight. Uh, that she'll take four. Um. Alright, she's going um, to... I, I haven't used my bonus action, right? Not yet, this turn. Uh, I want to activate my winged boots. Mm-hmm. Does that... I'm just going to activate them so that I'm just like hovering a couple inches so that I, maybe I can avoid falling. Sure. Does it work that way? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to do that. 
All right, uh, it's her turn. She's going to uh, just do what most undead creatures do and slam attack you. So, okay. Uh, AC fourteen. Um, armor class sixteen. <clears throat> All right, so. Uh, she uh, shouts something at you in Elvin and just swipes at you and you're able to kind of nimbly dodge out of the way. Uh, okay. It's your turn again. All right. And I'm still up there engaged with her. Mm-hmm. So I will also just smack her a bit. So first one, balls. Nine. Uh, that'll miss. Okay. Okay, second one, 20. Modify 20. So that's 9. Uh, 14. Alright, uh, you get the idea that she's barely hanging on. Cool, cool. I didn't take any damage last round, right? Nope, no, I didn't. Missed. Okay. All right, puts up, puts up the poltergeist. <laughs> she will do another slam attack on you. AC nineteen. Oh, that hits. Uh, it's nine points of damage. Okay. And she just. And she actually is going to circle around you. So she... Actually, she just floats straight through you because that's cooler. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Leaving you just that just the little film of ectoplasm. Shiver up your spine. Gross. All right. Well, I will try to... It's my turn, right? Yep. First one, yeah, that hits. 18 plus 7, so a lot. And that one also, 17, so 24 on that one. Um, so first one, 7 plus 5, 12. Okay. Second one, 8 plus 5, 13. Uh, so those are both have, but that's enough. Ah. So she... Uh, she, she fades through you, and you just kind of flip your daggers behind and just uh, stab behind you, uh, and uh, her spectral form loses its cohesion. That's way more metal than what I did, so I'm standing there like this, and I just flip them and go, shoom! Yeah. I like <laughs> And uh, her, her spectral form just sort of loses cohesion, and just this big pile of kind of ectoplasm just falls to the ground, splatters. Yeah. What do you do? Uh, I look around. Um, I, I will... Let's see. I could cast Cure Wounds, but that may be a waste. Is it more of a waste to cast Cure Wounds or use a potion? Uh, I would cast the spell, because <laughs> that doesn't cost okay. you money. Okay, yeah. I'll cast Cure Wounds on myself. So 1d8 plus 3... And you said you're going to look around. Roll me an investigate check. Ooh, nice. 
Okay, so I got ten back. Oh, not damage. Jesus, no! My changes, and then roll investigate. Mm -hmm. And that one I add my shit to, right? Yeah. Uh, investigate. So, 19. Okay. Um... Looking around would include digging through the ectoplasm. Yeah, there's you. You kind of you kind of run your dagger through it, and you realize there's nothing in that ectoplasm. Uh, but you look around, okay. and you realize that uh, the dead end is actually <laughs> appears to be um, like a cave in. Okay. Uh, and that the rocks could be moved, but it would take a considerable amount of work to do that. Kind of where she was pawing at. Interesting. She was pawing at the entrance? She was grabbing at the uh, dead end of the wall, dead end rock wall. And when you look at it closer, you realize that it's kind of a cave-in. Is it recent or older? looks older. Older? Okay. How far am I from my hometown? I mean, just a few hours. Okay. I would, um, I mean, if there's nothing else to find around me, I would probably head back and bring some, uh, some burly young men with me to, uh, move some of these rocks out of the way and see what's behind there. All right. Uh, you, uh, grab, uh, Ace and Brock, two of the burly young men that hang around your, uh, <laughs> hang around your village. Ace and Brock. Okay. <laughs> A and B, yep. Um, it's almost like you guys are on, on to my naming conventions here. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so uh, Ace and Brock immediately like strip their shirts off and begin digging. <laughs> Sorry, I've been watching a lot of Riverdale lately. This <laughs> may be influencing my uh, narrative. Um, <laughs> They are, they are, for some reason, covered in baby oil. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's hard work, a lot of sweat, um, but after a few hours, they've kind of moved the rocks, and uh, you find behind the cave-in, there's actually, like, a, con- a continuation of the of the tunnel, mm-hmm. uh, which which has another dead end uh, a few feet beyond that, but there is uh, a uh, corpse uh, laying there, uh, kind of chained up at the end of the tunnel. Chained? hmm Like it was uh, chained to the wall and then the cave-in happened. Uh, is there any indication of who this person was? Uh, as you look at it, um, it's hard. It's badly decomposed. You get the idea it's been a long while. Uh, but I, you kind of make out some elven features, long hair. It's sort of emaciated. Okay. Nothing else? No, nothing on the body? Uh, you kind of search uh, through the clothing, uh, and you just find uh, there's like a, what looks to be like a uh, a coin purse. Uh, it's got like a few, I don't know, call it like 10 gold pieces in there. Okay. Um, and like uh, just some jewelry. Is the jewelry distinctive? Uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's looks it looks like it's artisan. 
Interesting. All right. Well, um, I will randomly pull out a burial shroud. <laughs> I don't know if I have to go back to the city and get one or whatever, but we'll we'll uh, put her to rest. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will take notes on everything that we found. And if I can find any indication of who caved in a wall on an elven woman chained to a wall, I will hunt them down and kill them as well. <laughs> that's where I'm at. Mine. That's where I'm at emotionally. Yeah. Your nurse Donna's showing a little bit. I know. <laughs> I can't help it. It's who I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, your your quest being satisfied, uh, you take uh, Ace and Ace and Brock and the uh, the uh, shroud wrapped. Uh, corpse back to your village. Uh, and we will go take a look at Yin. Luckily it wasn't a really big job or you would have needed Chet and Darren too. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's naming a character Chet! <laughs> no matter how much you want, it's time. <laughs> Alright. I have chosen my spells. Agonized over it, so I'm ready to ready to rock and roll. Oh no, you picked all the wrong ones. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's a better than fifty fifty chance that's correct. Sorry. All right. Um, so Yen, uh, you start heading uh, off into the tunnels. Um, they give you directions to where they think this uh, former guardsman is at. And, and I forget, I was, um, it was just about rescuing the farmer or, and capturing the guardsman or capturing or killing the guardsman. Just Bringing back the guard alive if possible so she can face justice. Okay. That's what I thought. So, okay, sorry. Alright, so, uh, as you uh, head out of Parflandon, um, a lot of, uh, you know, townsfolk nod at you respectfully. Greet you as you mosey on out. Um, as you get near the uh, mushroom farms, uh, somebody comes up to you with a cat, and they're like, oh, this cat just keeps pooping everywhere. Can you... <laughs> I give them a very quick primer about how to um, teach them to poop in a box. Um, they seem to have more complaints, but you continue along. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, so roll me, uh, we'll call it a survival check. Just to see how well you're able to follow the directions you are given. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh! Natural 20. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, you got this, you got this down pat. Um, you start the as you get close, you start to smell the like the uh, the smells of like a campfire with some sort of roasting meat. Um, how do how do you want to how do you want to come into this? Um, I am not what you would call stealthy, <laughs> so um, <clears throat> I will. I think I just kind of I just walk up to the fire. 
um, until I get to the point where I'm where I'm noticed by. I'm assuming the guardsman is there with the with the farmer. All right, you just sort of you just walk up. Um, uh, so yeah, as you kind of come around the corner, you see a campfire. You see a um, a half elf, a half elven woman uh, who is currently chained up, uh, sitting across from a fire from a uh, a, a shorter uh, human woman who's got kind of short, buzzed blonde hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, as you as you make no uh, attempt to conceal your approach, uh, the woman, uh, the woman with the short cut hair, uh, stands up, draws her sword, and points it in your direction, and says, "Who goes there?" I'm Yinfia, cleric of Gwynly, and I'm here to take you under arms and rescue. The woman that you have captured there. She says, I've heard of you. She says, you're the one that, uh, that, uh, forced yourself into that noble person's house a while back. What? Go on. (laughs) What is happening? That's that's me. That's correct. The need was great. She uh, she sees sees her sword. Um, she says, "My name's Aaron, Aaron Murhat." She says, uh, "I'm a guards a, a guardswoman, Parflandon." She says, "I've heard that you're a fair person." She says, "So I just want you to listen." And she says, "And maybe you can tell me if you think I'm crazy or if you agree with my cause." Um, uh, the person I'm, across from the fire says, "Don't listen to a word she says. She's insane." I'll, I say, um, "Well, of course I'm happy to listen, but if it's all right with you, I, I'll add a little magical inducement to truth for all of us." Aaron says, "I have no problem with that." Okay, and I will cast Zone of Truth. Nice. All right, uh, and I remember if I remember correctly, everybody gets a saving throw, correct? Mm-hmm. Which they yeah. can choose to fail if they want. And do you know if yeah. they choose to fail? I, I, I forget. If... Yes. Yeah, you know whether each creature succeeds or fails. Good old Zona Truth. Yeah. <laughs> Worth it. What's the uh, what's the spell save? Is a charisma fourteen. And you don't know though if they have chosen the fail or not. So correct. Okay. All right. Uh, Aaron uh, has failed, um, and the person that she has chained up has succeeded. Okay. Hmm. Shady. Look, killer. Okay, and um, so I, I kind of like peacefully with my hands, kind of like down at my sides, without making a threatening gesture, um, walk forward and say, "All right, so tell me your tale." 
She says, all right, I will. She says, uh... Well, I look like your boyfriend. Oh, yeah. Can you get me another cheese? No. Uh, she it's says, strange. my name is Aaron Morhot, as I said. Uh, she says, Can I'm the daughter of Darwin Morhot. Uh... She says, my father is a mushroom farmer, like many of us in Parfalandin are. She says, uh, anyway, my father was in a relationship with this one. She points across the fire. Um, but once uh, once my father broke up with her, I, she says, she poisoned him. And she says, and my father is dead now. She says, the guard was unable to find any evidence of it, and they dropped the case and refused to pursue it. I know she poisoned him. She says, that woman has killed my father, and my plan was to hold her here until she confessed. What makes you think that she poisoned him? She says, uh, she had access, uh, she had the access to it, and by the way, the other woman's like, she's crazy. That's that's absolutely ridiculous. I would not poison your father. I don't even love him. What? How is that? What? Um, she says, I was happy when he broke up with me. She thinks it helps because if she didn't love him, she wouldn't kill him for leaving her. Ah, I see. Uh, Aaron looks at her and she says, shut up. Just shut up. Telling him what happened. And she says, uh, she says, my father came home. Uh, she says, he cooked his mushroom stew. He ate it. He immediately fell ill, and then he was dead within an hour. She says, uh, I saw footprints in the back in the back of my house that matched the same shoe size as her. <laughs> she says that she's also a mushroom farmer, so she knows which ones are good and which ones are poisonous. Trying to think if there's any. The other, well, the uh, the captive says, "Well, my name is Chanterelle Linoki." She says, "I was in a relationship with her father, Darwin, for about a year. We broke up." And then he died. I'm sorry that he died, but I had nothing to do with that. And then this crazy woman uh, has kept telling everybody that would listen to her that I murdered him. And I didn't murder him. I'm not a murderer. I, I'm just a mushroom farmer. Can I do an insight check on her? Yeah. That's a good bounce. 21. Uh, she doesn't seem to be telling you the whole truth. Okay. You get the idea that she's lying or holding something back. And I'll say, um, well, well, Chantrel, I think this would go a lot better if you told the whole truth. So what I'm going to do is I, I can feel that you resisted the power of the god when 
of my god when uh, I cast my spell that compels truth. And so I'm going to cast that again. I, can you? Yeah, I can cast it twice. Oh, I didn't realize you had two second level spells at third level. Yeah, well, it says, it says I do. Oh yeah, you sure do. Okay, go yeah. for it. Um, and, and this time, I think just remain committed to telling the truth. And I will cast Zone of Truth again. And we'll see if she fails. <laughs> if she doesn't, are you going to kill her? No. <laughs> Spoiler. Yeah. I know. Boo. <laughs> you asked. He didn't have to answer. He's not in the zone of truth. <laughs> I'm not taking murder off the table. <laughs> Both she and Aaron fail. Okay. So, Chantrell, what is it you aren't telling us about your relationship with her father, with Aaron's father? She says, fine, I did love him. I was devastated when he broke up with me. And were you there the night he died? She says, I saw him that morning. (laughs) She says, I begged him to... I begged him to continue our relationship, but he said no. She says, but that's not a reason for me to kill somebody. And did you come back later at night? She says, what do you mean by that? Did you, did you come back to the house after you had that conversation? She says, I know, I didn't. She telling the truth? She has to. She cannot tell a oh, lie. That's right. She can't speak a deliberate lie. When you uh, were there earlier in the day, did you mess with the the mushroom supplies in the house, or introduce another poison into the into the food? She says, "Are you asking if I poisoned him?" Yes. She says, "I didn't. I didn't poison him." Did you, through an action, cause him to be poisoned? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Columbo. <laughs> I'm gonna use this zone of truth to its best effect. Oh no, it, it's delightful. Um, she says, "No, I can safely say that through an action, I did not cause somebody to meet their death." Aaron says, "She's lying. I know she's lying." Well, she can't. She can be evasive, but she can't. She must she have. Can't. She must have succeeded on the spell somehow. She's tricking it. This, the spell can't be tricked. I would know. My dad would tell me. And so she said she wasn't there. At night. She didn't come back after that argument. Um, 
Terrell, do you know how Aaron's father died? She says, she says he ate some soup and died. That's what I've been told. She says people die all the time for all sorts of reasons. Maybe he had a heart attack. And do you know, uh, let's see how to phrase this. Other than being told that that's how he died, do you have any other knowledge of his death? She says, Aaron here seems to think that I killed her. She says, but Aaron, I think, is crazy. <laughs> let's, let's use our I statements and not, you know. <laughs> not call people crazy. She says, are you going to let me go or not? She says... This woman has kidnapped me from my house and has taken me here, she says, until I confess. I don't understand what she's doing. She says, I'm worried that she's going to murder me. <laughs> well, that's that's not going to happen now that now that I'm here. Aaron, what, what is it that makes you think that the guard didn't do a sufficient job investigating your father's murder. She says, they, they think he died of a natural death. It just doesn't make sense to me. My father was a healthy man. She says, uh, there's no reason he should have just killed over and died like that. She says, I think it was suspicious that it happened right after he ate the soup. She says, I think it was suspicious that it happened right after... Her, him and Chanterelle got in that big fight. She says, Chanterelle seems like the type of person who would do that. I never really cared for Chanterelle much in their relationship anyway. <laughs> do you think that might be part of why you're so convinced that you just don't like her? She says, it's possible that may have caught up my judgment, but she says, everything, she says, I've been a guard, she says now, for seven years. And she says, and everything in my gut tells me that she did it. How often do you... How often have you experienced the guardsmen that you work with being incompetent? Because that's really what you're saying, is that they did a, a piss-poor job in the investigation. She says they're... We live in powerful land, and it's not exactly the murder capital of the undernation. She says, I just don't think the guards have enough experience with duplicitous murder. She says, they want to believe that we live in a small, safe community and that nothing bad happens there. But we don't. People like this, and she points at Chantrell, she says, can murder there and get away with it, you know, because they don't believe that it can happen there. I'm going to um, <clears throat> I'm going to try to persuade her that this is her grief. That okay. that gut is her grief. 
You know what I mean? So. Mm. I hate leaving everything out of one roll of the dice. Well, I um, mean, just just what would you say to her? Like, just didn't you get a nat twenty? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well then, why wouldn't you like that? I would tell her that you know. In all indications, she's telling the truth, at least to, to the questions that she's been asked. And the guard looked at her. I'm sure you... Uh, Aaron says she's being evasive as hell. She hasn't answered any of your questions. What? what? She has... I think she has to answer all questions. Let me double check that. She doesn't have to answer your questions. She just has to, Whatever she, she says has to be truthful. Yeah, she has to, she could be evasive, but I don't know if. Uh... Well, and not only that, she has been answering your questions. Yeah. Guard is delusional. <laughs> um, well, Aaron, you're you're welcome to ask her the questions you'd like. She has to speak the truth while she's in the while she's in the zone. <laughs> okay, that's not good phrasing. Um, Aaron looks over at Chanterelle and says, are you responsible for my father's death? And Chanterelle just says, I'm not going to answer you. She says, I'm only going to answer to him. She says, you're crazy. <laughs> are you responsible for her death? This would go a lot easier if you <laughs> stops being difficult. She says, how am I being difficult? I've been answering your questions this whole time. I've been, I've been held hostage here. Are you responsible for her father's death? Let's keep it to yes or no, please. She says, this is crazy. Just let me go. Oh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Friggin' talking bats. <laughs> it's like the That's metagaming pigeons in some critical role. Clue. <laughs> Like the damn geeks back when we were on the surface. Um, I think I'd like a. I think I'd like a direct answer. Are you responsible for her father's death? She says, "I believe his heart stopping was responsible for his death." <laughs> That's the. <laughs> and Aaron just kind of throws her hair hands up in the air and is just like. <laughs> not the cause are your did your actions stop his heart or cause him to die she says what kind of question is that it's a yes or no question she says but where does like where does cause and effect end she says I mean what if what if the stress of our breakup you know caused his heart break that break make his heart break she says I don't know <laughs> Normally, stress doesn't take eight hours. Now, I, are you? Did you take an action that is responsible for his death? She just crosses her arms and stares at you. She says, "I'm done with this. Just let me go." She says, "The guards have told me that I am not a suspect in this murder," and she says, "And I do not wish to be here any longer." Cute that you think your wishes matter when you <laughs> murdered someone. You're not there. <laughs> I know. It's very. Some of those fucking bats. <laughs> <laughs> fucking bats. 
It's like a it's like a Greek Greek chorus of judgy bastard. <laughs> I'm here for all your winged needs. <laughs> bats, noisy bats. Well, since you've determined that you you're not able to give a, a straight answer, I. Do fully believe that you precipitated Aaron's father's death, and so I think we all head back to the city, and the guardsmen get to renew their investigation into you to find how you committed this heinous crime. Oh, I never thought I'd get to use heinous. <laughs> Aaron, can can we take your prisoner back? Aaron nods. She says, "I think I'm satisfied." Yeah. I do. I do believe she had direct took direct action to kill your father. So, hopefully, my word will help sway the council into performing a fuller investigation. And I think she's she's tied up already. Mm-hmm. All right. Well. I will help her to her feet, and then we'll wander back to wander back to Parfolanda. Great. All right. So, uh, puts up Shivani. Hello. Hello. All right. So you are. How are you going to get to Parvarvalon? Are you going to walk? Are you going to rent a coach? Do you use your family's coach? <laughs> um, I will. Re- you know what? I will rent a coach. Okay. <laughs> what kind of coach? What, <laughs> just the front of the mill one, or <laughs> do you go for style? Oh, whatever. Whatever would count as business class. <laughs> not. Not. Super ostentatious, but comfortable. Okay. Uh, so you uh, you arrive in Par of Arvalon, stepping out of a black coach with a red velvet interior. You know, one of the less showy ones. It's very comfortable, though. Uh, and you find yourself... Um, oh, actually, this is the first time I've got to use this map. I'll pull that up. That's probably my best of the maps so far. Ooh. Let me just embiggen this a little bit. Embiggen? Embiggen. Mm-hmm. Calling you on that. Embiggen. Uh, so yeah, uh, you get uh, dropped off. Uh, so uh, you were told that he was hiding out near the Grand Varvalon Arena, which is over there in that side cave. Uh, is that where you'd like to right. start, or do you want to start in the city itself? Um, no, I'll I'll start out uh, over near the the arena. Okay. 
so yeah, you you head over, um, taking uh, taking the northern route, so avoiding the uh, vaginal chasm. <laughs> uh, and uh, you get let off uh, near the Grand Varvelan Arena, um, which is this large um, sporting arena that's uh, kind of the central sporting arena for the entire undernation. Um, uh, there's, uh, like, a line of vendor buildings that sell things whenever the sports are happening. Uh, and then there's also kind of a, uh, a military barracks. Um, they use kind of some of this, this cave for training exercises over there to the east. Um, and then there's just a few, there's also just a few houses and things kind of along this road. But it's a pretty sparsely, sparse area. Okay. Uh, are there people like out and about in the streets? Yeah, there's a few people wandering around. Uh, uh, I will. Some people seem to be coming and going between the city and the Crystallum. You get the idea that some are just kind of live around here and are out running their errands. Okay. Uh, are there like any shop stalls or, or yeah. places of business? Or... Absolutely. Uh, okay, there's I'll, a souvenir I'll... shop. Uh, there is a couple of restaurants. I will approach the the souvenir shop. Okay. Uh, and I will smile courteously at the proprietor. Mm-hmm. Say, uh, it is a uh, a halfling woman. Uh, she's got dark hair, uh, dark skin, uh, and she's wearing like an ostentatiously bright outfit. Let's say. My word, what a wonderful assortment of all manner of souvenirs. It's, it's wonderful merchandise you have here. I, I, I must say, I've never been to the arena before. She's got like a tome that she's reading, then she kind of closes it, sets it on the counter, and she says, you lost. No, no, no. I, um, I, I, I dare not say lost. I, I'm not sure exactly where I'm supposed to go, though. You see, I'm looking for a friend of mine, a small gnomish individual um, named Aramel. She raises an eyebrow. She says, uh, she says, uh, does he live here near the arena or something? Or Yes, yes. Um, I'm just having hard, I'm, I'm not sure exactly which house is his, Roll unfortunately. Roll check. <laughs> Ooh, that's pretty good. She she got a natural one on her inside check, so she is. <laughs> she says, she says, well, let me help you find him. <laughs> um, I, I will give her whatever physical description I was given mm-hmm. um, of Aramel. She says, "Funny, I I just saw him the other day." Um, she says, "But he doesn't live here, honey. He." He was just passing through. Oh, do you happen to know where he went? I was told he was staying here. She says, look, I'm not... I don't want you to think I'm a gossip or anything, or a looky-loo, but my job is very boring when the sports aren't here. (laughs) She says, so yeah, I may have seen him head across the fields over to the hermit's hut, but that's, uh, that's just between you and me. You didn't hear it from me. Of course, darling, of course. Um, now, how much for that 
delightfully charming mushroom-shaped hat. <laughs> she says, she looks at you, she looks at the hat, she looks at you, she looks at the hat. You sure you want that? Hat. She's, it's a silver piece, if you, if you do. I will give her a gold and take the hat mm-hmm. and say, I'm so very thankful for your uh, time and attention. She says, come back any time. Uh, she says, if you need any more mushroom hats <laughs> or any, if you just need a friend. Do you need a friend? You look like you need a friend. Oh no, that's what Adesh here is for, and I give my owl a little scritch. <laughs> cool. Uh, well, thanks for stopping by. Uh, maybe we'll see you at the next, you know, big sporting event. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> I do not put the mushroom hat on. Of course uh, not. I would <laughs> be aghast if you had. <laughs> <laughs> I will uh, uh, slip it into my bag and head towards the hermit hut. So it's actually on the map. It's that little dot that's in the middle of nowhere, kind of to the west and north of... Yeah, Over there? That one. Okay. Um, uh, when you get about 60 feet away from the hermit hut, you hear a voice inside of it say, Stop! Don't come any further! I'll lightning bolt you! Um, she will stop and say, my word, is that any way to treat an old friend? She says, or he says, I I don't know you. (laughs) Shivani, darling. Shivani Chamakdara. We're all classmates. You are a few years behind me, right? One of the wealthy cliques. Well, yes, but I was very advanced. I'm sure we had a class together. (laughs) I don't think you're a friend of mine. Why are you here? Well, I came to chat, darling. About what? Oh, just catching up, seeing what you may have been up to and... I will start walking at a very casual pace closer to the hut. Uh, when you get about 15 feet closer, he says, No, stop! I will lightning bolt you! I will fry you where you stand! She stops. <sighs> Why are you... Who sent you? Uh, don't tell me you just came because we were classmates. You, you never talked to me in any of the classes. <laughs> and you remember <laughs> I'd remember if somebody like you would talk to someone like me well darling I was told that you might have possession of a very special magical item I was hoping you might lend to me you're talking about the gem. The gem of seeing, aren't you? Yes. I don't have it. Well, that's a shame. I was going to give you an awful lot of gold. Well, it's a shame I don't have it, because I don't need... I don't want 
No, I just don't. It's not for sale because I don't have it. Hmm. Oh, that's too bad. Well, since I'm here, shall I come in for a cup of tea? Mm-hmm. He says this is the hermit side. I'm renting it, and it's meant for one. Hence the name. No tea in here. So maybe you should just go before I lightning bolt you. <clears throat> uh, give me a second. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, she she's kind of tired of this, so she will just. Uh, look at a desh, and the owl will uh, take off from her shoulder. And is there like a window to the hut or something? Yeah, yeah. There's a couple windows. Uh, a desh is going to swoop in through the window and try and just harry the gnome wherever he is and distract him, so she can approach the house. All right. Um, how many hit points does a desh have? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a that's a big old one. <laughs> uh, you hear the sound of lightning, uh, and then kind of a soft thump as you're running to the. Oh my god! Did you just kill a dash? Well, if a dash dies, he poofs. So. Okay. Uh, unless that wasn't him hitting the floor. Anyway, but uh, I, I will run up and open the front door. Uh. Uh, so you open the door to chaos. It's just this... The, the hermit's <laughs> hut is just this... Kind of... It's a large for a hut. It's maybe... I mean... Maybe the size of my living room and dining room and bedroom at my old house kind of put together. Uh, um, but it's... Uh, it's just filled with um, kind of clutter and uh, bobbles and various alchemical accoutrement uh and uh you see a very kind of uh worried looking gnome uh he's you know just a few feet tall uh he's got kind of a messy shock of uh kind of orangey red hair uh he's got some goggles on his head uh he's wearing like some ornate but dirty (coughs) robes Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, I killed your bird. I sorry, I didn't mean to. It's gone. I don't know where it went. I think I electrocuted it into nothingness. You shouldn't have come here. Now you, your bird's dead. Well, that was very rude of you. <laughs> rude? You're the one that shed it through my window. I promised a lightning bolt. Uh. I'm going to pull out my uh, Lapis Luzi gem mm-hmm. and activate it and cast Detect Magic. Okay. Uh, so there's the faint uh, the faint aura of evocation from where that lightning bolt spell just went off. Uh, and uh, you also detect a kind of a strong signal of uh, divination on this person. Uh, something about monocle-shaped, sized and shaped. Uh, mm-hmm. You also get some faint magical auras from some of the fluids in the alchemical mishagana. Uh, 
and he also has uh, he also has a um, mage armor spell up on him currently. Okay, uh, I'm going to say, ah, darling, I'm very disappointed in you. I'm going to cast old person. So I make the a DC thirteen. Is that a charisma saving throw? I think, or wisdom save. Uh, Hang on. Wisdom save. Uh, he, he does not succeed on that. All right. So he is paralyzed, and while he is paralyzed, I just walk over, pull the gem of true seeing out from wherever it was on his person. All right, that lasts a minute for concentration. Mm-hmm. Um, and paralyzed, is incapacitated, and can't move or speak. Automatically fell strength and deck saves. Any attack that hits him is a critical hit if it targets within five feet. Uh, he kind of... His eyes go wide as you grab it, and then they kind of uh, turn almost like pleading as you take it from him. Uh, what do you do? <laughs> I put the gym away in my bag. I take out the mushroom hat and pop it on his head. <laughs> That's just cool. <laughs> and then I strongly backhand him and leave the hut. All right. About 12 seconds later, um, I need you to make me a wisdom saving throw. Uh. Uh, 16. Um, you succeed. Uh, you, uh, felt the, kind of the same hold person spell being sent back at you. Um, and, uh, he, uh, he literally comes flying out the window, uh, and is hovering 20 feet above you. Uh, and he says, look, I tried to be nice! But I'm going to need so that I, back. What's that? It doesn't belong to you. He says, but I need it. For what? He says that... He says the... The the head... The, let me start from the beginning. <laughs> he says, we've been being lied to. He says... He says the... The head man... The, what do you call them? The... Uh, Instructors. The head instructors at the academy have been lying to us. He says... He says, I don't know if they told you, but I'm a necromancer. That's I mentioned that, yes. Specialization. He says, uh... He says that we weren't the first people here in the Undernation. He says, we... We, we, we forced some folks out. But one of the... One of the, one of the things we forced out... He says, was a powerful necromancer who'd taken up in these tunnels. And I believe that his lair is still around here somewhere, hidden by illusion magic, and this is going to find it for me. He says, there's spells that they won't, they claim they don't know and they won't teach me. 
And I bet you I can find him in his lair. Does he seem to be telling the truth? Roll me an insight check. <clears throat> mm. It's only uh, four. He seems to be telling the truth. Or at least he, se- he seems to believe what he is saying. Interesting. Well, that might make a collaboration worthwhile. <laughs> but I would need some manner of assurance that you wouldn't take this uncovered knowledge and keep it for yourself. I, I would, of course, want to share anything you find. Of course, he says, but I need that eyepiece to find it. Hmm. Well, then I'm in something of a sticky wicket, darling. We're kind of like out by ourselves, right? Yeah, There's nobody else yeah. over in this area. In the hermit hut, away from everybody, hence the name. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to look at him through the gem of Chersing. Do I just see him? Uh, yes. Okay. You also have to activate the gem of Chersing. Uh, well, we'll, we'll say for story purposes, you do. And he is, in fact, himself. See, I did promise someone of some importance that I would bring this back to them. Now, if I were to come back empty-handed, there would be judgments, questions, disappointment. I would need a good reason to uh, to return and not have it. Says I. What do you want me to do? I'm not gonna. Not in the excuse business. I'm in the finding the hidden necromancer business. Just tell him you failed. Tell him you couldn't find me. Well, if that were, if I were to say that, then you would have to leave. I found you far too easily. They came looking for you. They'd be able to find you far too easily and know I was lying. What do you propose? Mm, you find some place far more isolated. Like where? I don't know, darling. That's your problem, not mine. <laughs> he, he says, uh, well, give me the gem and you'll never have to see this again. Well, that's the problem, darling, is I have to be able to find you so we can share information. If you do end up finding this necromancer's lair, I'm not just going to let you claim all that knowledge and power for yourself. How about this? You return it. But you put it somewhere. You put. He, he says you, you put it. You put it somewhere where I can retrieve it. 
And then, I come back for it. Take it again. But it's someone else. That, I think, might work. As it so happens, I'm not supposed to return this to the the university. I'm supposed to be bringing it to uh, Counselor Anon in Crystallum. Not sure you're familiar where his estate is. Um, Her? Her. Is her? I can't remember. Yeah, her estate. Her estate? Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, I know know where she's at. Everyone knows where she lives. So, I would leave it in her charge. Perhaps you can find some way to slip into her estate and retrieve it before it returns to the university. How do I know I can trust you? Well, you don't, darling. But it's the only chance you have. I could just kill you where you stand. You could certainly try. He says, make sure the gem stays at her estate this evening. If it does, I'll come find you. But not as me. I'll look different. Very well. I believe we have an accord. And uh, he uh, descends to the ground and says, don't even consider backstabbing me. Of course not, darling. You're too useful at the moment. <laughs> Though you do owe me for an owl. I will collect on that at some point. But you can keep the hat. <laughs> he kind of puts his head on his head and kind of... He had forgotten that um, he was... He was even wearing it and he says, oh god, I look ridiculous. Um, and uh, he... Uh, uh, he uh, plucks out um, one of his eyelashes and pushes it into some like this like putty substance on his hand uh, and he just disappears I will uh, go find my coach and ride back to Crystallum alright <clears throat> great alright Una yeah All right, you uh, you are heading south from Parfaland and into the deep tunnels, following kind of the general directions that they gave you. Sounds good. I imagine she's like got her glaive out, using it as a walking stick. Mm-hmm. Um, give me just one second. How do you pass the time? Um, and roll me also roll me a survival check. Survival tech? Oh, no. 
<laughs> just to see how well you're. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, that's not too bad. Uh, twelve. All right. Um. So yeah, how do you pass the time? Just kind of. I'm into myself, looking around. She's kind of used to boring trek, so she doesn't really need to feel like she's too entertaining herself. Mm-hmm. She's just got a mission. She's doing it. All right. Um, uh, you realize you're getting close uh, when you start smelling kind of the smell of uh, rotting flesh in the tunnels. That's a great sign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... Um, and you turn a corner, uh, and you start seeing along the walls, uh, kind of these um, uh, stretched, like like skin. It looks like skins that have been stretched out, kind of, that are kind of in the process of being dried. Um, what creature do these skins come from? Uh, roll me a nature check. Oh, I'm not good at that at all. <laughs> Um, that is a zero. You have no yeah. idea. It's just skin. Just random swaths of skin. It could be humanoid. It could be creatures. You're not sure. Okay. Um, not important anyway, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's when you realize that you're getting close. Alright. Um, I'm going to have my Warhammer at the ready. Okay. Um, uh, are you gonna? How do you? How, how do you want to approach this person? I'm just gonna lock up. All right. Uh, as you uh, get closer, you hear um, sort of this kind of like low chanting. That's in Orcish. It's just sort of like Ashna Gurubatok, Ishna Barushabak, kind of that sort of vibe. Um, and as you walk closer, it stops. And a deep voice echoes through the tunnel in Undercommon. Uh, who who dare disturbs me? I don't speak Undercommon, so I don't understand it. Ishna Chobal. And then it switches the common. Who dares disturb me? <laughs> <laughs> Are you Grimhook? That is who I am, yes. I've been sent here. To deal with you. Sent by whom? Sola. What law? V, capital B, capital L. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He says, um, you speak of the under nation law. Yeah. I do not recognize that as the law. Well, that's unfortunate for you. He says, uh, your accent, you do not speak like one of them. Just because I'm not? He says, you're from the land above, aren't you? Yes, I am. He says, uh, he says, what is your name? You know mine. 
I am Kavuna, Bulgaria. Where do you hail from? All over. He says, and you come here to kill me? I come here to fulfill my contract. Was your contract to kill me? Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Do you have anything to say for yourself? How much are they paying you to kill me? I forget. <laughs> a, thousand, a thousand gold pieces. Mm. He says, didn't realize that I posed such an existential threat to your nation. I'd, I'd be, I'd feel good about myself. Explain that out there. Give you a little bit of excitement before. He says, excitement, he says, you thirst for battle. Oh, I meant you just feel really good about yourself that they're paying me a thousand dollars a gold to get rid of you. No. He says, it's a little too rich for me to make a counter offer. I'd imagine. He says, so you comes from above. Who do you worship? Worship Anat. Ah, the goddess of battle. The falcon yes. goddess. Mm-hmm. Stop it. What are you doing? He says, uh, her followers tend to make extraordinary warriors, so I imagine I will not have an easy time slaying you. Shall we, then? He says, I must warn you. I am blessed by Smaya. That means absolutely nothing to me. But good for you. She says, goddess of snakes and vermin like you. Whoa. Mm-hmm. That was a little rude, but okay. Right? <laughs> <clears throat> and then I rage. All right. Well, let's, <laughs> let's roll for some initiative, and I'll get you on the map. What was this guy's name again? Grimhook. 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 Twelve. Twelve? Okay. Yeah. Alright, he's gonna go first. Sure is a lot of clicking. Uh, that's, I know. <laughs> that's just the uh, moving. Crazy. I take it back. I take it back. <laughs> uh, meteor strike fatal for your species. <laughs> um, well, it's snowing again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you disappointed? You already have work off. Well, I have to drive to the airport in like an hour. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. Never mind. I take it back. 
it's nighttime here. You guys are weird. I don't know what you're talking about. It's daytime. <laughs> it's definitely still light outside. No, it is fully dark. <laughs> Alright. Um, you got a 12? Yeah. Are we just like screaming at each other across this cavern? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll move you guys a little closer. Why not? Okay. <laughs> um. Uh, as he gets as he gets closer to you, as he you rage and he he charges at you. Uh, you notice that um, he's missing an eye. Uh, and as he as he runs towards you, like a snake comes out of the socket and winds its way around his neck. Oh yeah. Um, and he is going to make an attack. Um. He uh, picks up, uh, like, he, there's, like, a snake kind of coiled around his chest that he kind of pulls off. And when he pulls it off, it, like, straightens up into a spear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he stabs it at you. Going a natural one. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> um, he breaks the snake. <laughs> he actually didn't finish the enchantment and it's still just a snake he says, he says I swear this doesn't usually happen uh, <laughs> right well it's it's your turn <laughs> I'm going to hit him with my warhammer uh, that is a 17. That'll hit. Nice. Did I roll again for damage on this? I mean, say two had it's a d10, right? Uh, yes. I believe so. Okay, because it has d8 on one and d10 on the other. But it doesn't say which is which. Alright, so this is... Ooh, that's a lot. Um, 13 bludgeoning damage plus 7 radiant damage. So 20 points. Oh wait! Also my... Also my rage damage, which is... Is that 2? What? Your rage adds, adds like 2 points of damage, right? Yeah, so plus two. So 22 points of damage in one hit? Yeah. <laughs> uh, get it, get it. Oh, shit. Chris, look outside. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Well, that's... <sighs> Gotta make it's her... Gonna fl- be fun. Well, hopefully her, plane, her flight's able to land. 
It doesn't get, yeah. di doesn't get yeah. diverted to... Portland. Portland. And um, as that happened, after I do that, I'm going to kind of move around him to over there. Oh. Kind of like... Give me the old sidle action? Yes. Give me just one second here. So hopefully if it gets just setting up a quick alert that if it gets diverted it'll let me know. That is a good plan. Yes. <clears throat> All right. Um All right, so sorry about that. Uh, it's his turn. Um, and he... Uh, oh, shit. Um, and he just says, um, Zamaya, blind my enemies. Uh, and everything goes dark. Damn it! <laughs> Um, and it is your turn. Um, and this is, this is a darkness as if the darkness spell had been cast, so it's magical darkness, uh, and you can't see it through it. Yeah. Even with your magical goggles. Yeah, that is crazy. I am going to hold my action mm -hmm. until I feel something from him and back up my full movement. All right, so you back up. Um, well, he's going to take the opportunity attack. Yes. So when you back up, he oops, he he attacks you. Uh, so you know where he's at. Yeah, um, and then I'm gonna hit him with my hammer. All right, and you'll have disadvantage on your attack. Yes, but at least I have some idea where he is. Yeah. Oh man, gosh. Twelve. That'll miss. Damn it. Okay, what was his opportunity attack? What did he do? Uh, AC 20? That hits. Alright. Um, you take 12 points of slashing damage. Uh, though that, of course, will be halved because you're raging. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Cool. Uh, it is his turn. Yeah, it is. Uh, he's going to attack you again. 
Yep. With advantage. Uh, both attacks hit. You hit two attacks? Mm-hmm. Shit. So that's ten points, which will be halved, and twelve points, which will be halved. So, so eleven total after the halves. Um, I'm going to use Stones and Durets mm-hmm. to reduce some of that damage. Okay. Ooh! That reduces all of it. Awesome. Nice. I rolled 11 plus 1, so that's 12. It's more than a damage. And then I am going to try to hit him. Okay. Oh, and he, and he, of course, because he's the villain, he's got a monologue. He's just like, he's like, where is your falcon goddess now? I just ignore him. He says, the dark blots out the light. Uh, that is 19 to hit. That'll hit. Even with this advantage, you get 19? Yeah, I rolled... What was it? 12 and 13. Nice. Plus 6. Yeah. Alright, well, roll them, roll them bones. Alright. Um... Nine... Bludgeoning damage plus nine radiant damage. Good God. No, wait. That is 12 bludgeoning, four radiant. So 16. I did the wrong dice. So 16. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he needs to roll a concentration check to keep the darkness up. Uh, the lights come back on. Yay! Did not roll well in that roll. Good, fuck him. <laughs> he looks surprised and bloodied. Yeah. He says, It is no matter, you will die now. He really misses having advantage on these. Uh, 14 to hit. <laughs> that does not hit. And a 9. Nope. All right. I'm going to hit him again. Uh, hold on. He's going to disengage as a bonus action. Um, and then he is going to move. <coughs> He's going to move up here. That is within 30 feet of me, right? Uh, yeah. I'm going to run over and hit him with my hammer. Okay. 15? That just hits. Oh, thank God. Uh... 
13 bludgeoning, 2 radiant. So 15 total? Yeah. He is on death's door. Um, anything else you got? <laughs> um, I don't think I have any bonus actions besides raging, right? Kick him in the shins. I, I don't think so either. Um, actions, bonus action, just the yeah, raging. All right, then that's my turn. All right. Um, he says, uh, he says, uh, Zmaya, don't forsake me now. And he, um, lays his hand on you. And he does. Yeah. Bad touch. He does. He does a bad touch. Yeah. Uh, bad touch. I did not consent to this. He must die. <laughs> and uh, he deals nineteen points of necrotic damage. Boy, hey. Uh, and um, it's just like he puts his hand on you, and this like spectral spectral snake like, comes out of it and just, like, clamps onto your arm and sucks some of the life essence out of you. I go, ooh. Uh, my bonus action. Yeah. I bonus action grimace. Not <laughs> um, <laughs> out of pain, just out of heebie-jeebies. And, uh, yeah, and, like, uh, one, of the, one of the snakes uh, around his neck kind of, like, goes around and, like, goes back into his eye socket. Uh, it's your turn. I'm going to hit him. <laughs> that is 17. Uh, that is 14 bludgeoning and 6 radiant. Alright, how do you want to do this? I'm going to hit him right where the snake goes in. Yeah. And as he crumbles, I go, I hate it when they start to monologue. <laughs> All right. He, uh, he falls to your ground uh, and like, and then just like, like a half dozen snakes or so just sort of slither away from his body. <laughs> All right. I loot him. Uh, you find a um, holy symbol that looks like uh, kind of like an Ouroboros. Um, you know, snake eating its own tail. Uh, you also find um, uh, what could best be described as carving tools that look well-worn. Um, mm. You also find a jar of eyeballs um, and a bunch of dead people Bunch of dead people. Yep, like uh, you see some like dwarves and some half elves, some humans, yeah. uh, um, in various states of decay. All of them have been skinned. Ew. Oh, great! So 
I learned that even though I failed the hell out of that nature check. <laughs> um, I'm going to... Oh, you also find a uh, book of dark writings uh, dedicated to Zmaya, the snake goddess, uh, that's written in abyssal. Abyssal. Okay, cool. I don't read that. Um, or much of anything, actually. <laughs> I'm going to take that stuff that I found, um, make a note of how many of each corpse is here. Um, does the Zamaya stuff kind of look like what they, uh, the Minotaur was worshiping? That's a snaky thing too, right? Uh, no, this is a different, different dark, oh. dark god. Okay. Um, and then having taken anything interesting there, I'm just going to... I'm just going to bring his body over by the other bodies. Mm-hmm. And then leave. Alright. So, Amani. I investigated that place, right? And finding those bodies? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, Amani. Uh, you are back uh, with this corpse and uh, with uh, Ace and Brock. He was asleep. Uh, what do you what do you do? Uh, well, I have them pack up the corpse and uh, we'll head back to uh, our home. Okay. Was like, I given instructions on what to do afterwards? Yeah, come and talk to the uh, talk to the council member. Oh, okay. Well, I'll I'll go with Ace and Brock back to the city, mm-hmm. um, city to our village. Mm-hmm. Um, let my sister know that I'm headed out, mm-hmm. and then I will head out. I assume that it's still pretty early in the day. It's getting near the end of it. You, it took a while to get the guys back up here and then back and then all that stuff. Should I wait till tomorrow then? Sure. Okay. All right. The next morning, um, you uh, go and talk to Riffin? Yeah. All right. It's 3.59. Hmm? It's uh, day three fifty nine. Oh, I thought you meant <laughs> very confused. Yeah, day three hundred and fifty nine of the year six ninety nine. Um, so yeah, you uh, head to Riffin's modest house in Partivium. Okay. Knock on the door. I do knock on the door. All right, Riffin answers and says, "Come in, come in." Uh. uh... She uh, kind of leads you into a sitting room. She has a, kind of a ball of yarn that she sets uh, to the side. That's cute. And says, uh, so what? Uh, how did it go? Well, the poltergeist is taken care of, but you know it was there because someone was murdered, right? No, that is news to me. Yeah, we took the remains and uh, we'll give it a proper burial. She says, tell me, um, more, about this, tell me more about this murder victim. Uh, I was an elven woman. Um, beyond that, I don't know. Unfortunately, the poltergeist obviously had to be killed as quickly as possible. Um, I think it might have been trying to communicate, but as you know, with with undead, it's best to end them as quickly as possible so they don't cause any other trouble. She says, trouble. yes, that is, that, is, that is wise. Um... 
the body was very old, right? Yeah, it had been there for quite a while, maybe, you know, 100 years, you don't know. It's Yeah, so, it, I mean, it was there for a very long time. Um, didn't I find some trinkets? Yeah, she had, like, some jewelry, some fancy jewelry. Um, that looked like they were artisan-made, so... Yeah, so, I mean, I found these. Um, I figure I'll uh, contact a couple of the local Elven families and see if uh, they've got any any missing persons. Um, she says, this looks... Uh, the jewelry looks a little more Crystallum. Grand Crystallum. Uh She says, uh, if you'd like, I can... Um, I can take it to the Grand Crystallum Guard and have them do a formal inquest into this. Yeah, I would like to know who's, uh, who it was. Um, she says, I will make sure that it happens. All right, well, I mean, if that's all. I, um... uh, she says, well, um, she says, for your thousand gold pieces... Um, uh-huh. She says the council has the council would like to give it to you in person. She says, would you be able to make it there tomorrow, the three sixtieth? I guess. Great. I sure got me going all over the place. Uh, I do apologize. <laughs> she says we've I do apologize for running you all over uh, all over the undernation, but such as yeah. such as things. What'd she say? But such as such as things. Oh, okay. Uh, so I guess I have to go there tomorrow. Do you need anything else from me right now? Uh, no, she says, um, near the end of the day tomorrow. Uh, let's, let's say, uh, fifth bell in the afternoon. Sure. Great. Sounds good. See you then. Okay. All right. So what do you do for the rest of the rest of your day? Um, what have I been doing? Hanging out with my people, uh, helping my sisters train, um, doing any work around that needs to be done. I imagine I'm pretty pretty strong as compared to some of my citizens. Yep. So anything that needs to be done, I will be stepping in to help with while I'm there. Great. Uh, I'll okay. over to the, the East Shelf just to check on things. For myself. Not that I don't trust her, but yeah. it never hurts to check on things yourself. Mm-hmm. Alright. Um, Yen. Yes. You have uh, a city guard and a prisoner. What do you do with them? Um, where was I supposed to deliver them? By you. Uh, to the guard. Okay. Um, I will deliver them to the guard, and um, the fertility asked you to let, let him know as soon as you got back. Okay. I will. I will deliver them to the guard. No. Hell, the guard. I do believe that. I forgot her name. The mushroom lady. Chantrell. Chantrell. Um, that I do believe that Chantrell. Did murder Aaron's father, um, and there needs to be a. And I'll and I'll just explain that I cast zone of truth on them on her, and she was not able to give a direct truthful answer to whether she. Uh, whether she killed her, killed her father. 
One second. Um, a, I, I, I'm having a hard time hearing you. There's a lot of knocking around. Okay. Um, I will just let let them know that she was a, unable to give a, a direct, truthful answer mm -hmm. um, on whether she was um, whether she caused Chantrell or Aaron's father's death. Uh, and you're telling um, us to the head guard. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I imagine Aaron has to spend a little time in jail too because she did kidnap someone. Yeah. So. No, she's under arrest as well. So, and then I will, uh, you know, say if you need me for anything, I can, I'm happy to come and um, do another, um, another magically assisted uh, interrogation if you need to, um, and then go off to see the uh, council person. All right. Um, Fertility is working in his garden as you approach. Hello, counselor. Ah, he says, Yin, uh, welcome back. Uh, did you get your did you get your quest taken care of? I did. It appears that that, that uh, Aaron, Aaron uh, was correct. I believe that Chantrelle did murder her father. So they're both now in the custody of the guard. And hopefully they'll winkle out the truth sooner rather than later. So that's that's great work, Yin. Um, it's great work. Um, thanks for resolving it peacefully and bringing everyone back and helping justice be found. Glad to help. Help discover the truth. Um, he says, uh, your payment, uh, 1,000 gold pieces. Uh, he says, the council would like to pay you themselves. Um, he says, and to that effect, they would like, they would request it, uh, you be there on the 360th at 5 p.m. Is that something you're able to be doing? It's a day after tomorrow. Certainly. I don't see any reason why not. Is there any, anything else you need of me? No, not time? until... <laughs> okay. Right. Well, thank you for your time. And thank you for thinking of me when, when it came time to retrieve that person. He says, hey, my, my pleasure. <laughs> then I will leave. Great. Uh, Shivani. <laughs> Shiv yeah. Shivani nanigans. We're going to have some Shivani <laughs> Uh, how do you get back to... Yeah, tell me how the rest of your day goes uh, after you leave. So I, I return by carriage to... Um, about, about what time of day is it when I get back to Crystallum? Uh, the lights are just starting to dim. It's like sundown. I will stop at Anon's estate. Mm-hmm. And have my, my coachman wait as I go in. And, uh, and I will um, ask to see Counselor Anon. You're led into Anon's sitting chamber. Uh, Anon comes in and says, Shivani, please have a seat. Oh, I'm afraid I can't stay long. It's much later than I thought I'd be getting back. But I did want to give you this. And 
let you know that my mission was successful, and she will hand over the gem of true seeing, mm-hmm. or whatever it's called. Gem of seeing, yeah. Gem of seeing. Um, well, as I said, let's head over to the university and get this returned, shall we? Could it wait until tomorrow? As I said, it's much later than I thought it would be, and I do have plans back at home. Also, my familiar was unfortunately vanquished during the fight, and I need to restart him. Oh, my sincerest apologies. Um, and could you roll me a deception check, please? Because I'm going to insight <laughs> the fuck out of you. <laughs> I'd be more than happy. <laughs> Would somebody like to give me inspiration? Oh, no! I already find this session. Well, no, you can give it. Everybody, each of you can give it once and receive it once. Oh, I don't. Oh. I don't give out the inspiration anymore. That's among all of you now. Oh. Yeah, I'll give you inspiration for going uh, hundred percent against this. <laughs> Ooh, that's much better. Okay, I had muted myself when I was talking. <laughs> oh no. Uh, so deception. That's a seventeen. Okay. She says, "Okay, well, um, of course." Uh, I'll return it to the university. You don't need to worry about coming back t- tomorrow. Um, she says the council is quite pleased that you've managed to retrieve this. Uh, she says I was hoping that um, you could perhaps return uh, for your payment uh, the day after tomorrow at 5 p.m. at the council chambers. So the 360th day at 5 p.m., of course. Yes. I will. I will see you then. Thank you so much for understanding. I hope you have a wonderful night. Yes. Uh, and as you as you're let out, you hear her say, "Kingsley, my riding cloak must get to the university." Um. And uh, yeah, so you you head off into your carriage. What do you do from there? Giovanni's in a hard spot. Damn it. <laughs> a little bit of petard hoisting going on around here. Uh-huh. <laughs> <clears throat> she'll um she'll leave okay. and go back she'll go home alright what do you do when you get back there uh oh well I spend um 70 minutes and ten gold worth of materials to resummon a dash. Seventy minutes. Yep, it's a ritual. Wow, I thought those only took twenty. Well, it depends on the spell. A dash. Um, you want to make some a dash noises? The show that you're playing. Woo! Woo! Mother gave Uh, and she'll try and 
think of a plan of, of what to do with with Aramel and how they might reacquire the gem in the future. But uh, other than that, she won't do anything special for the rest of the evening. I'm going to go back and speak with Fertility over at his house. All right, you see him, uh, he's out digging in his garden. Cool. I'm going to walk up to him. He says, oh, hello there. For him right now, how did they, uh, how I, the quest? He says, you look in one piece. Yep, definitely one piece. Went pretty well. Um, there are a fuck ton of bodies over there, so you guys might want to deal with that. He says, uh, I did not realize he had, he had managed to reap that many. He says, um, we knew he'd been making little raids on travelers. So yeah, you might want to send somebody with a, uh, iron stomach. He says, well, if it's bad enough to upset yours, then, uh, I don't know if we have anybody. Oh, I'm not upset. I'm just saying, I know people are delicate. So, Uh, okay. Well, that's good advice. Um, he says, uh, uh, but sounds like otherwise it went well. Yeah, pretty well. He says, uh, how did the, uh, describe it to me. How did, how did the encounter go? Um, I walked up to him. I said, I sent here to kill you. He said, oh, well, I don't really like that. I said too bad and I killed him. A master for telling. Yeah. He says, well, um, the uh, council would like to give you the thousand gold pieces themselves. He says, uh, would you be able to meet with them day after tomorrow at 5 p.m.? Five bell? Fifth bell? Is uh, Yen going to go as well? Did he come back? Uh, yes, Yen's been back already. He will be heading there as well at that time. Then, yeah, the two of us can head out over there together. Oh, um, there's also might be a lot of snakes there. Snakes? Yep. They're kind of living in the guy. That is terrifying. <laughs> well, it's I a little gross. Didn't want to sleep tonight anyway. It's fine. Um, iron Desiccated sp- corpses wasn't too bad. Snakes crawling out of people's eyes was a little ugh. Yeah. Well... Have a good night, and I leave. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, <clears throat> all right. So it's the next day, the three fifty ninth, six ninety nine. Imani, you've gone and talked to Riffin. And you spent the rest of your day with your family. What do the rest of you do with your day? So I am somehow a day different than everyone else. Well, you, yeah, I thought you were going the next day. Yeah, you because you went the next day, but I went ahead and took care of it. So. Oh, okay. Everyone else did their did their reporting back in when they got back. I understand. Yeah. Uh, okay. Brunch. Sure. Yeah. You're gonna brunch. You and I are gonna brunch. We're gonna brunch and talk about our adventures. Yes. Yeah, and so he thought that he would threaten me, which wasn't really doing that well. Um, but it was a little gross when there were snakes coming out of his eyeballs. 
<laughs> out of character. <laughs> I totally thought you were going to say, I'm sick of these motherfucking snakes in this motherfucking world. <laughs> if only. <laughs> oh, that sounds, that sounds really disgusting. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, made up for the Minotaur thing a bit. That's true. You did. You did really, really want to hit something. I did. I did really, really want to hit something. You. You wouldn't have. You wouldn't have enjoyed my mission. It was all. Just you didn't hit a single thing. I didn't hit nothing. Just lion. Just a little bit of lion. And a whole Should have lion. hit them a little for that. <laughs> it always helps. It does. One hundred percent of the time. <laughs> Just a little smack outside the head. Hitting head. Very helpful. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> okay. That's. <laughs> uh, I can't think of any jokes that Yin would make, but out <laughs> of a half dozen of my own. Um, <clears throat> but all's well that ends well, I guess. The guilty parties are all safely ensconced in the guardhouse, so. Mm -hmm. So do you think she poisoned him or no? Because she would have. She couldn't. She definitely said she didn't. Who do you think she hired to poison him? I don't know. I think there's there's certainly a lot of different things that are going on in that in that whole little lie story that she's got. So. I wonder if it's one of the people in this room. I kind of look around. Hard to pick someone to be that guy at any point. There you, she points, and there's this guy who's got like kind of like a long mustache that kind of curls at the ends. He's got like a scar running down his face. Uh, he's missing an eye. Uh, Can I? Just kind of, check him? He kind of he, he kind of takes something out of his pouch, pours it into his coffee, puts it back in, and takes a big sip of it. No, he's he's just the mandolin player for uh, for that traveling band that came through the other day. What he wants you to believe. I can. I'll never get the smell of that mustache wax out of my out of my nose. I order more bacon, and I think that's how it goes. <laughs> Fuck around, Shivani. Yes, Shivani. Oh, Shivani. Okay. I knew this would happen. <laughs> I know. Uh, Shivani will go out and let's see. I will pick up another 20 gold worth of um, incense and charcoal and other summoning materials. In case I need to cast Fight and Familiar again in the future. <laughs> Roll it every time? Yes, he has two hit points now. Yay! Um, but other than that, no plans for the day. Alright, as you're out purchasing things, uh, you hear some buzz in the street. Apparently one of the council members' houses was attacked last night. By a pair of zombies. Oh. 
Hmm. Well, that's rather curious. Mm-hmm. Uh, the necromancer who created the zombies is still at large. <laughs> is, is there any... Are small. <laughs> hey uh, Are there any whispers of the who, who the necromancer is, or just that the person responsible is at large and unknown? I mean, there's a lot of people that are trying, like, nobody knows who it is, but they're they're wondering, like, who it could be. Like, you hear a lot of, like, what about this wizard? No, I don't think you'd do that. What about this wizard? Um, you do not hear Aramil's name come up. Okay. Um, what do you do? And then you just go about my business and uh, return back home if my shopping is finished. <laughs> right. um, I do give a furtive glance around every now and then to see if some strange individual is is watching me mm-hmm. or approaching me, trying to get my attention. All right, so you head back to your head back home. Mm-hmm. Um, what does your bedroom look like? I've always been I've been curious about this. <laughs> Uh, a grand four-post bed with curtains that can be drawn on all sides. Uh, a very large window overlooking the gardens. Mm-hmm. Um, very spacious. Uh, a writing desk. A few bookshelves, which are full of various historical and um, tomes about arcane research. Um, it's very... Very uh, comfortable and, and uh, luxurious. Okay. Um, do you have any sort of like stuffed animals or? No. Um, well, when you get back home, you find that there's a little teddy bear sitting on your bed. Uh oh. I will grab the nearest servants. Uh, um. Carmichael, why is uh, there a teddy bear on my bed? As you go to bed? leave, uh, the teddy bear says, Nah, don't go. <laughs> it's the stuffy of menace. <laughs> you and I, we I need will... to have a long talk. Why don't you come over here and sit down? And it pats the bed with its little <laughs> fuzzy hand. I will close the door, but stay... Where I'm standing, uh, I don't respond well when men proposition me that way. What do you want? He says. Uh, he kind of hops down from the bed and kind of toddles over on little bare feet. Oh, good heavens! It moves. He says. Uh, <laughs> he says it wasn't there last night. Yes, I'm aware. There was a complication. You and my boss, my... you had a deal. You, bo- oh, oh! I thought you were based on the size. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> is he? I can you com- give him a message for me? Um, he says, uh, "I'm going to ignore the short joke you made about my boss, and I'll deliver your message." He's a gnome. It's not a joke. Never mind. 
just let him know that I'm trying to come up with an alternative solution to our little problem. I tried to make sure that it would stay there, but things did not go according to plan. If there's a way for me to sneak him back into the arcane university so that he can retrieve it once more, then we will attempt to do that. There's lots of wards there. Can you remember all of them? Uh, He says, my boss, I'm sure he can, but it costs a lot of money to get around those wards the first time. He kind of waves his little paw at you. He says, it's not going to be cheap. Oh, wards. I thought you said words. Wards. 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 Looks cold in Lake Tahoe. He says, uh, he says, he says, uh, you my boss, you have a little bit of a sit down. He says, uh, tomorrow night, he says, uh, he says, lower crystallum. He says, there's an old, there's an old brewery that's no longer in use. He'll meet you there. What time? He says, uh, 7 p.m. All right, I should be able to make that. Don't make me come look for you. Um... And with that, uh, little wings tear out the back of the teddy bear. uh, And it just kind of sheds like fluff and stuff onto the floor. uh, And flying in front of you is a little uh, creature uh, with kind of big ears. um, And it flies out your window. Is it a homunculus? It is a homunculus, yes. You need a cat. Yeah. Oh. So gruff yet adorable. <laughs> <sighs> All right. N- that being the case, as soon as it leaves, I'm guessing it flies out the window. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, after it leaves, I will call a servant to clean up all the fluff. Uh, <laughs> Travis comes and he says, "How did you? What is all? Of, um, not my place to ask. I'll clean it up right away." Thank you. And, uh, yeah, he does. All right. It's the 360th day, year 699. Um, you all are due at the council chambers at 5 p.m. today. What do you do? All right, and I go on a road trip. (laughs) (laughs) Grab some snacks and head out. (laughs) Oh, that's right. It would take a while to get up there. Well, it takes a couple hours, right? Yeah. Yeah. A few hours. Well, if you take your time, enjoy the sights. Are there any good sights on the way? Like Mystery Spot or the Under Nation's Biggest Ball of Twine? (laughs) Oh, look. Another cave. (laughs) (laughs) 
Imagine it's like more grayish than the last. And it just punches him. <laughs> you never like my enthusiasm. No, that's what you do when you see the cave here, right? <laughs> you punch someone. <laughs> as long as you're on a trip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have to roll my punch? That's all good. That's <coughs> an unarmed attack. All right, so Abbott and Costello there make it up to Crystal. Amani, <laughs> uh, I'm assuming you just head out. Uh... Yeah. Okay. Is there anybody anything wants? Is there anything anybody would like to do before the council members that evening? No, no, no. Nope. Actually, yeah, we get there in time. Here we go. Actually, no, I don't know what I want. It's a, they have a lot of money. Should <laughs> we like can I go shopping? I'm like I have no idea what I want. <laughs> I'll wait for more money. All right, as the bells chime out, five o'clock. The four of you find yourselves standing in front of the council chambers again, um, all of you arriving about the same time. Uh, how do you guys re- react to finding each other all here at the same time? Oh, well, so good to see you all again. Oh, yeah. How's the owl? He's doing quite well. Thank you for asking. You're welcome. Am I to guess that each of you had a little special assignment as well. Yeah. It wasn't really special. It was taking care of a problem that I would have taken care of anyway. Really? Poltergeist. Liar. I'm sorry? (laughs) Liar. I found a liar. I'm not lying. No, I found a liar. That was my initiative. I found a liar. For liars? That's strange. Huh? <laughs> but an, an arcane item of some importance. It's all in a day's work, of course. Um, of course. Of course. Una, what about what about you? Um, I had to hunt down a. It was an orc, right? Yeah. An orc who beat snakes and was skinning people. Ew. It was actually kind of fun. I mean, I'm glad you killed it. Yeah. Him. Definitely deserved it. I wonder, you know, it's nothing wrong with killing it at all. <laughs> Guys. Multiplies <laughs> hurt people. I don't know what talking about. Oh no, that was Amanda to you guys. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure you did quite a service by destroying that foul creature. Yeah, it was really gross. Smelled quite a bit. Hmm. Out of curiosity, uh, Una, do you have any plans for later tonight after the meeting? <laughs> Sorry, couldn't <laughs> Uh, is she hitting on me or what? 
No. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, not at the moment. What's up? Uh, we can discuss it after the meeting. It's curious. I kind of, I go, all right. And then when she turns away, I look at again and just trying to like raise an eyebrow. <laughs> all right so uh you guys are shortly thereafter led into the council chambers uh and they're sitting in front of you are each of the council members warder anon riffin ziri and fertility the dwarf elf tabaxi minotaur and tiefling um and warder uh who's still the head council person uh says well uh uh, as each of you, I'm sure, now know, uh, we sent you each off on a sort of individual assignment the, a few days ago. Uh, he says, as promised, here is your payment. And uh, uh, Ziri, the Minotaur woman, uh, pulls out four bags, uh, puts them in front of each of you, um, uh, Una, yours is half as light as everyone else's because of your god. Damn it, I was hoping you forgot. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't forget these things. Um, uh, and uh, Water says, and uh, yeah, so I think it's time to finally come clean about what all this is all about. And that's where we're going to end I, the session today. Damn it. Oh. <laughs> I thought we were going like another half an hour. No, I have to I have to leave here in like 10 minutes. Okay. That's shitty. Yeah. So maybe 20 minutes. But anyway, uh, also that's as much of my notes as I wanted to go through today. <laughs> um but uh, next time, in two weeks, we'll have a bit of a longer session. Uh, it'll probably be the end of what I'm referring to internally as the prologue for this campaign. So, it is exciting. Uh, all right. And I don't give you guys experience points because it's all milestone-based, so... <laughs> Which is weird. Yeah, right? It's the weirdest part. But uh, yeah, you guys just leveled up, so you still have a little ways to go before we'll um, But we kill things. We did kill things. <laughs> that helps you eventually level up. Uh, okay. So Will we ever discover what happened with the... Uh, the lady totally murdered her father, though, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> did she hire that guy from brunch? No, not that guy. <laughs> She hired somebody else? Yeah, she hired somebody else. She was very careful about what she was saying. That is, got that. That is the uh, downfall of that spell. Yeah. So. It was fun. That was I, I really enjoyed that that part of it. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to think of what, what could this person say? Still <laughs> not completely incriminate themselves. And also still I mean, not come what? off as completely obvious that they're trying not to incriminate themselves. I mean, I bought it through the first round. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for a while there, I was kind of going back and forth. So, well done. 
Good lying, sir. Good lying. Agreed. <laughs>